The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. This episode is powered by DenMeditation.com. The meditation is the primary focus, the bigger goal is for people to understand and love themselves, thus creating more harmony in the community at large. To find out more about Den Meditation's teacher training programs, retreats, and all things Den Meditation, go to denmeditation.com. Yay, we are back for another monthly forecast. We love that we are doing these. And we have Rose. Amazing, Woo. amazing Rose. Anyone who's, you know, spent time with us at the Den knows Rose is incredible. And if you don't, your mind's about to be blown because Rose Theodora is one of the most incredible astrologists. And we just love her to death. And we are honored that you're going to be here launching us with one of your first forecasts. You're going to do, you know, a handful for us this upcoming year, but um, definitely doing December. And you guys, just so you know, she's also doing a workshop on January 1st, where she's really going to dive in deep to not only January, but what the year has in store. So sign up for that at denmeditation.com. But in the meantime, what do we have in store for us for December? Because this energy is a lot. So please make Thank sense so of it for me. And for those who are listening, because I mean, I'm just grabbing onto straws here, just trying to like get through it all. Yeah, it's so much. I think that the number one thing to remember is that we're coming from somewhere and we are here in the present moment and we're headed somewhere. So astrology, even though it has events, even though we have a new moon, a full moon, we had eclipses that were very, very recent. And that's part of the upheaval that we felt as part of the intensity we're still digesting that. It takes about six months to process an eclipse. Ugh. And it's it's so much. And it was the beginning of an eclipse cycle change. So we're still processing that. And we're still processing these major themes related to letting go. Letting go of mm-hmm. I'm how, feeling. We typically find, how we typically find peace. How we relate to the world and how we relate to other people. And this started in October with the eclipses, October 14th with the solar eclipse in Libra, and then two weeks later with the lunar eclipse in Scorpio, which closed one cycle. And the planets Mars and Venus have been so wrapped up in this eclipse story. And as I was looking at the upcoming astro weather for December, I could see these pivotal points where Mars and Venus are still telling a story of how we are going after what we want, how we are relating to other people. And there's this old, old story related to the way in which we take care of ourselves, the way in which we love ourselves, and we're putting it to rest. And so there's this fight. Whenever we have Mars and Venus, there's this fight with how we go about doing something, how we defend what we want, and then how we find peace. So there's this inner turmoil that we're really letting go of. Can you explain for a second why that happens with Mars and Venus? Yeah. Uh, Venus is, if you think about every planet being related to a human faculty, Venus is related to the heart. 
So just as it exerts energy and oxygenates the blood, as it comes back to the heart, we have to receive the blood. So and receive that oxygenated blood, right? So it sustains our life. Venus is all about how we find peace and how we find harmony. And Venus is about receiving. So if you can't receive, if you have Venus in Aries or you have Venus in um, another Mars-ruled sign like Scorpio, you typically have a hard time receiving. You want to go after something and you want to pursue it. And Mars is the pursuer. Mars is our physical, innate response to the world. It's how we respond. It's how we show up. It's instinctual. Both are highly intelligent. I think all the planets are. But Mars is really about what's the visceral response? What's your gut instinct? And it bypasses the mind. So Venus and Mars are opposite. One receives, one does output. You could relate it to the masculine, feminine, not in terms of sexuality, but in terms of just energy and how they work. So when the eclipse cycle changed signs and moved from Venus and Mars ruled signs, which is Taurus and Scorpio, we've been having these eclipse cycles since um, 2021, and they just ended on October 29th. And that cycle of Venus and Mars was very different. It was more about how are we looking at material resources, what's our quality of life like, how are we digging into our psychological motivation and sexual energy in some ways. And those eclipses shifted into Aries and Libra on the October 14th eclipse. So we're having a new flavor of what Venus and Mars expression can mean all about relationship. What am I willing to give you? What do I need to receive? What am I giving to myself? So it shifted from the financial psychological focus to and digging into our deep maybe shame guilt emotions and now we are still processing that but the shift of venus and mars has focused to completely relating where do we find peace and when do we defend when do we fight and we can see this happening in the world right now mm-hmm. right so to, to me i mean that was a very long explanation of mars and venus but they're opposites you could say it's a masculine feminine energy within you it's the way you receive and the way you go after what you want. It's a survival instinct in some ways. So that's Mars. a lot of kind of a launching off pad for December. Yeah. So Mars and Venus within you, it's like, it's, they're really opposites. You know, how do you rest? How do you find peace? And then when do you work? When do you... When are you more active and when are you still? So um, let's do some highlights and then go into kind of a play-by-play. There is so much happening. Um, I think the biggest thing to keep in mind is we have winter solstice. We have on November 22nd, the sun moves into Sagittarius. And then on December 22nd, the sun moves into Capricorn. And that initiates winter solstice the longest darkest day of the year and then we start increasing in light so that's like the big highlight we have a couple planets going direct we have neptune going direct on december 6th and neptune spends about six months retrograde so since june 30th neptune has been retrograde we'll talk about that jupiter goes retrograde um jupiter goes retrograde on december 30th just before the new year and Mercury goes retrograde in December as well on December 13th until January 1st. So that will carry us into the new year. 
So the most important thing is we're coming from November. What are we carrying from November into December? We're carrying a lot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and really since, um, November 22nd, the sun moves into, a, into Sag, right? And the sun is what we're focused on. So the sun in your personal life will highlight an area of your life for 30 days. You have to work with it. So being acutely aware gives you an advantage. You can kind of zoom into your life and focus on that theme. And then um, at the end of November, Mars and Saturn, Mars enters Sagittarius too. It squares Saturn. And this is the preface. This opens the door to December. Then we have a full moon on the 27th of November. And these are these are connected to December events. So this Mars square Saturn feeling, right? Because Mars is such a big theme all year with these eclipses. And, and uh, Mars in Sagittarius is about responding to what you believe in, responding to possibly things international, responding to um, a belief that you have inside, but also a desire to learn, a desire to expand your horizons. Saturn in Pisces, newly in Pisces, Saturn is the fortifier of the zodiac. It's the planet that's responsible for how you build your life and how you scale back. So I think about Saturn being the gas, or excuse me, Saturn being the brakes and Mars being the gas. So when these two are conflicting, as we move into December, we're going to feel a little push and pull. Like, what, what actions do we take? What's right? There's a little bit of frustration that builds. If we try to forge something new or push our agenda, it probably will lead to frustration. And this is a feeling of having inner frustration, inner tension, not knowing quite what to do, feeling a little bit stressed about what we have to do. And then we have that full moon at the end of the month. Um, and then we start December with Mercury on December 1st. Mercury, the mental faculty, how we process information, how we think about the world, how we relate to people and communicate, enters the sign of Capricorn. So we're all business. We're like, mm -hmm. all right, let's plan. Let's plan the holidays. Let's um, plan the rest of the year. Let's take accountability for our thoughts, hopefully in the best sense. Feels like it gets darker. You should be like less in the like that mode, but that's when it is. And Capricorn season always throws me off because it's always when I start wanting to get like really quiet. But I guess it's yeah. true. It is around the holidays, so you get super busy. Yeah, it's weird because it's it's not a time though being totally productive, right? In the West, at least. So we're we're taking this lantern and we're going inward to find our inner authority. That's what Capricorn season is all about. Yeah. But most of December is Sag season. So we are on a quest to find our spiritual identity and explore what that means and reaffirm that our inner beliefs are reflected in the outer world, right? And then we shift to Capricorn season on December 22nd when we have to take that light and turn inward with winter solstice Yeah, and start thinking about what's really important to us in our lives. What are we committed to? I always think of the sign Capricorn as the commitment. What are you most committed to? Where are you investing your time? And does it feel good to you? Which does feel very much like with the vibe of the change of the year when people like recommit to what they want, what they want to yeah. do. But then can we follow through, right? We need Mars in a good sign to follow through. They all work as a kind of symphony, right? The planets. Yes. Like, but I think it's this inner quest that people should maybe be focused on. Like, what, what are you really investing your time in in your life? 
and, and how can you make the most of it versus external goals? That's kind of the the misconception of Capricorn because that hermit card is about when you arrive to a realization about your life, do you then share that wisdom with others or do you hoard it for yourself or do you ignore it and just focus on the external goals? Right. And then day two, December 2nd, we have Mercury that makes a beautiful aspect to Saturn. And this is really grounding for the mind. So if you do want to start doing your New Year's resolutions, it would be December 2nd and not January 1st. Ooh, okay. This would be the day that you say them, you write them in stone, and you start committing to that. All right, make that really. December 2nd is a good time to start them. I love that. I love when you get the info of like how the energy is actually going to help you. Yeah, right. Not this this kind of external date. Like January 1st is the new year. Technically, it's spring solstice. And we, if we look at the planets and, and our connection to it versus right. the Gregorian calendar. But, and then we have December 3rd, this Venus aspect. We've been working out this Venus story basically since... October and um, and into November, and especially with the eclipse on October 14th. So if you're still figuring something out regarding a relationship, you're in the perfect place. And it could be a relationship to money, your relationship to your own worth. It's like, it's kind of an uncomfortable place mm-hmm. since October 14th, especially. But we're unpacking the story and we're continuing to let it go in these little waves and it's, it's really about reexamining the way you relate to people, friendships, your partner, if you have one, if you don't, what you want in a partnership or your, what your patterns have been. And Venus squares Pluto on December 3rd. So this feeling is not lovely. It's not nice. It's <laughs> like, it, it's really, um, it can create a sense of fear because Pluto always brings with it fear, fear so that we examine it and and kind of realize that something needs to shift, that we actually need to surrender versus holding on tighter to what we think we should have. So there's an obsessive quality. There's a quality of, I want this to be this way and I'm going to force it. That's the opposite of what you want to do. You want to recognize the desire to force something or control something and then then breathe into it and relax. But that's actually interesting coming off of what you said, December 2nd being a place where you could start figuring out what you need in your goals. So then it's almost like on third, like check in energetically to that and don't, right? I mean, because it almost feels- Yeah, completely. And it's specific to this Venus theme, right? How are you feeling loved? And it's so easy to blame other people, but what do you, and I've been thinking about this a lot since the eclipse. What, how do we, how do we recognize love? What does self-love even mean? It's a term that's thrown around all the time. It's literally to practice self-acceptance for the things you don't like about yourself. That's it. So can you do that on December 3rd? Can you find empowerment? Can you recognize the obsession or fears around loss, fears around losing peace and harmony mm-hmm. or what you think of it? So it's a, it's a day of inner conflict. Okay. Be aware not a, it's not a day just in a material sense to make an investment it would not be a good day to make an investment okay good um to know. or to do anything major to your your hair your style it'd be a day to purge and get rid of things there's like, this connection from november 29th so again it's like everything's connected right 
everything's connected. So we have that October 14th eclipse in Libra. And then on November 29th, Venus meets the South Node. And the South Node is a point. It's not a planet. And it's really about letting go of an old love story. It's like a checkpoint. Because then on December 3rd, how are you? Where, where are you at with that new love story? And we don't know. So we're scared. So it's like, oh, I don't know. I'm going to stalk someone or, you know, demand that someone treat me a particular way. It's just not the best day to make demands. And then we have December 5th. And December 5th is uh, a check-in point. So we have that uh, full moon, December 27th in Gemini. And then on December 5th, we have a check-in point, which is called uh, a last quarter moon. So it means here's the sun and then here was the full moon. And so there's this way that you're still unpacking that full moon that happened on the 27th of November. So on December 5th, you're saying there's another little conflict and you're feeling like there's many options and you want things to be better because the moon's in Virgo. So we want to improve on that day. So it would be a day to maybe refine your New Year's goals or resolutions for 2024. If you wanted to play by play to work with your resolutions, I would say do it all of December so that by the time January 1st comes, you're ready. I love that. I think that's so smart. And then we have on December 5th too, another Venus story. Venus enters Scorpio. She doesn't like mm. to be in Scorpio. Venus is, um, again, a receiver. It's the part of you that loves to receive. When she enters Scorpio, and for those of you born with, or those listening who have Venus in Scorpio, it's, you, you, you are, it's probably one of your biggest challenges in life, right, is to learn how to receive and how to accept the parts of yourself that you don't love. Um, when Venus enters Scorpio for all of us, we get wherever Venus is in our personal life or chart, it's giving us a boost, giving us a sense of, okay, this area of my life is flowing a little bit. This area of my life is, is becoming a little more harmonized, but it's not without conflict because Venus in Scorpio doesn't like to receive easily. She doesn't know how. She feels like, can I trust what you're giving me? Can I accept the situation as it is? Scorpio always wants to dig deeper and find a reason and create one, even if there isn't. So what's your motive in giving me the thing is what we might think, right? So it's like something good will flow. It's going to be like more abundance in a certain area of your life, but it's going to come with a lot of doubt. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> Resistance. It's like, imagine that the blood that your heart is pumped out to your body is returning and you're not letting it. Your heart's tense. You're like, I don't know. And the blood can't return to the heart. There's not a resting phase. There's a suspicious phase. There's a little <laughs> bit of mistrust. So how can we how can we work through that? That's all December 5th. So that's another challenging day. I don't think it's negative. I think it's exciting because it's, it's amazing. Just, I mean, you have flow happening. It's just how do you check in with the blocks you put up against it? Yep. Totally. But there's another, that other Venus theme, right? And it's constant. And on December 5th, the, the ease comes from Venus in aspect to Saturn because Saturn's in Pisces. They're both in a water sign. So there is this flow of emotion. There is this desire to be more attached or go a little bit deeper with someone. 
So there is that first initial day of Venus entering Scorpio where she feels open to bonding with another for the long haul. So that's beautiful. And what if someone's like in a new relationship? Is that like a good day to commit a little more? Yeah, totally. Scorpio, Venus and Scorpio is fully committed. She doesn't give herself away easily. She doesn't trust others easily. So it's a day when we are, if we're in, we're in. And I always have this saying about Scorpio. It's like Scorpio will show up for you on your wedding day on a, uh, and celebrate your life, but also on your worst day, on a funeral or when you need her most. So she's always committed and especially that day. So yeah, it would be a great day to commit to something and also refine what your goals are. And then December 6th, um, Neptune goes direct. So she's been retrograde since June 30th. And I don't know about you, Tal, but this is the feeling of like overwhelm. This is the feeling of our intuition is, is, is on point always, if, especially if we're working on it all the time and cultivating it. But if we're not, there's this feeling of overwhelm from intuition or knowing, am I or questioning, am I seeing things clearly, right? And there's this feeling of um, just confusion about what's real because Neptune is the, the spiritual solvent. It actually washes away everything that's false. And we feel fooled sometimes with Neptune. We feel like, wait a minute, that's not the story I was telling myself. That was not my perception. It's, it's kind of an opiate too, Neptune. It's like, it's where we escape reality. So what if you, you're, you'll, something will be revealed to you in your life about misconception, but it's not necessarily anyone else's fault, but your own because we, we believe it. So if you think about the world and everything that's happening, it's like, where are we believing so much in our own reality versus the reality of the entire world, which is everyone's reality. It's a consensus of reality. And so on the sixth, when it comes out of retrograde and goes direct, is do things become clearer? A little bit. Yep. They become more clear. Your intuition, you can trust more. And you can, you, because whenever a planet goes direct, especially when we're speaking about Neptune, you have access now to inspired ideas that you can actually do something with. They're tangible. So you have access to clear intuition. What do you then do with that information? So. Yeah, um, I was say like for some of us, and I know you and I've talked about it, it's been feeling this almost like disconnection. And part of it's because there's so much going on in this world, like this disconnection from like our deeper, more connected selves. So that's interesting if that's like part of what Neptune retrograde is. And then if it comes direct, is it this feeling of reconnecting into your kind of higher self? Yep, totally. Because Neptune's where we find God, it's where we find creative vision and inspiration and and inseparable connection to others and to the world. That's why it's overwhelming. Mm. But everything will be a little more clear. The word clear and Neptune together just doesn't even make sense. I'm trying to find a better word. Like, you'll have a deeper knowing. Yeah, deeper knowing. You'll feel it. Absolutely. It's visceral. It's non-intellectual. Yeah, absolutely. So if, if, like you said, we've been feeling disconnected, we might start to feel more connected or realize that the connections we have are real and that maybe we perceive them in, in the wrong way or felt distant from someone or something, our beliefs even, like you're saying. Okay. So that's December 6th. Yeah. Thank God. And 
I'm and excited. then on December 7th, we have Mercury in Capricorn. Remember, it entered Capricorn on December 1st. We'll make a beautiful, harmonious aspect to Jupiter in fellow Earth sign Taurus. So there's this like really nice day to focus on the material world, to focus on those goals again and get shit done. Yeah. And then December 9th, Venus again. So we really like for me as an astrologer, I have these like this magnifying glass over Venus in December and what she's doing because it's that story again from October 14th and then November 27th. It's still unfolding. And um, Mercury, because it goes retrograde on December 13th, I'm also watching Mercury aspects very closely. So if you, for for people listening, if they are a Scorpio or a Capricorn, um, this month will be pretty profound for them because Mercury's in Capricorn about to go retrograde. so, So I'll get into that in a moment. And then Venus in Scorpio. For Scorpios and for Tauruses, it's going to have a real personal theme also for Libras and Aries. So there are some some months that some signs have a more personal experience, right? Apart from having your birthday or celebrating your birthday in a month, like it's going to be Sag season and then Capricorn season. So apart from that, Scorpios are getting this boost with Venus in their sign, but also challenges around how to find peace. Um, Okay, so then on December 9th, Venus opposes Jupiter. And that is lovely. It feels good. But it also feels like love is not within reach. Because when you have an opposition of two planets, and they're amazing, they're called benefics, Jupiter and Venus in astrology. Jupiter is where we want to grow and Venus is where we want to feel loved. And so they feel growth within our relationships feels a little out of reach. So because of that feeling of maybe disappointment or you're not quite getting what you want, then there's a feeling of wanting to indulge as a way to remedy the feeling of disappointment or that things aren't happening in the exact way that you want. So that's when we would tend to indulge a bit that day in food, alcohol, sex, whatever. Indulging in a way that it's to make up for something that you feel you're lacking. Mm-hmm. It could be financial lack. It could be just an emotional connection with others in relationship. I think I mean, the desire will be there to indulge regardless, but can you get to the root of it and do it in a healthy way? And then December 11th, an aspect again from Mercury. Mercury is going to come into this beautiful relationship with Venus. So that's the day you want to have the conversation in your relationships or at work pertaining to money about how you felt on December 9th, about Mm. the lack or the realization. So there's... I love astrology for that reason. It's like, okay, do we need to be proactive in that moment? Or are there times when we can just recognize the feelings coming up and then act on that a few days later? So it's like the ninth, recognize what's coming up. And the 11th is when you get to discuss it, talk about it, try and work on it. Mm -hmm. Yep, totally. And then December 12th, we have a new moon in Sash. Yep. So So this is a good new moon actually manifests on because I know the last few have not necessarily been when you want to kind of create. Yeah. Cause they've been eclipses. Yeah. Right. So even that full moon that we have on November 27th, we have a full moon in Gemini as the precursor for, for Sag season in December. Well, for, for December, there's this coming 
the halfway point, when we get to the new moon on December 12th, there's this reveal that we have on the 27th as we approach December. And then mid-December, December 13th or 12th, excuse me, on the new moon, there's this kind of remedying that happens. There's this realization we had on the end of November, the 27th. And then on the 12th, we're like, okay, I, I'm believing in myself a bit more. I'm starting to get clarity because Neptune's direct. and and so it's a time of really connecting to the big vision. What's your big vision? Because um, Mars is still kind of close with this new moon. Um, so it's finding inspired vision. It would be an amazing time to plan a trip in the new year. It would be a time of just having faith. Like, where do you really put your faith? So whereas full moons are more of a culmination, this new moon is definitely making some wishes about the big picture in your life so don't get so into the details but what what are some big big picture stuff that you want to have happen in the new year that would be the day to do that and will that december 13th mercury goes retrograde the day after the new moon so this means anytime a planet goes retrograde we're revisiting and reviewing a part of our lives um, and so in this case, Mercury and Capricorn, you're reviewing the structures that you've created in your life, time constraints, commitments and mm -hmm. obligations, and the difference between commitment as a devotion and then um, obligations. So that's until January 1st. And Mercury also will square Neptune which is actually, it, it's a precursor and then it's exact on December 16th. So there's really a feeling of, okay, let me just notice what what's starting to come up, what you're starting to reconsider, just add the prefix re to everything in your life. And if you know your personal astrology, then you can just look to the Capricorn area of your life, eight degrees Capricorn, and know that that's where you're going to be editing your life. And um, then December 18th, Mercury now retrograde will make another aspect to Jupiter. And this is the same, it's connected to December 7th. So whenever planets go retrograde, they're moving forward in their direct motion. We have access to the planetary energies and then the planet slows down and then retro tracks and typically makes the same aspects that it did moving forward, only now retrograde. So you always have these opportunities to move through things, decisions you've made, choices you've made. So recognize how December 7th and December 18th are interconnected. It's like an added layer. So December 7th is something new, a new inspired idea you have for a goal that you've written down. And then December, if you're doing your New Year's resolutions, and then December 18th is, okay, do I really want that now? And having another layer of clarity. December 19th is a first quarter moon. The moon is in Pisces. Um, again, it's a checkpoint from that November 27th, full moon realization. So you see how everything is so connected. So a lot of December is like, pay attention to what happened at the end of November, because this stuff's going to be really holding. Yeah. All the while we're in Sag season. So are you remaining positive? It's going to be a little bit harder to do. Since uh, Sag is ruling planet Jupiter is in Taurus, which is connected to the body. So your body all month is going to inform you of what's really going on. Are so you, you getting to... enough rest? Are you in... 
So you have to pay attention. Totally. Yeah. And, and if you, if it's harder to remain positive, maybe you've not gotten enough sleep. Maybe you're deprived of something, you know, if you're having a real great time being super positive, you know, good. Maybe you're, maybe you're taking care of your body. So really pay attention to your body's cues during this particular Sag season. Every year, Sag season's different, right? Last year, we had Jupiter and Aries during Sag season, which was awesome. This year, having Jupiter and Taurus during Sag season, it's like luck doesn't seem so grand. It's like simpler. It's, it's more about um, simple daily practices, your relationship to food, your relationship to money. And kind of having those immediate needs met that then give you the space to be really positive about the future and unknowns. December 21, we have Venus opposing Uranus. So remember how she just opposed Jupiter on December 9th? That excess, that, that feeling of excess, the feeling of indulging because of lack. And now she opposes Uranus continuing this Venus story mm -hmm. of... Can you let go? And the feeling, I think, on December 21st will be, it's quite nice, though, because they're in opposite signs. You know, Venus is in Scorpio, but she was birthed in Taurus, and Uranus is in Taurus. So there's this mutual reception happening. So there's this feeling of maybe rejection. There's a feeling of I'm not quite getting what I want, but I'm figuring it out. There's a tendency to want to rebel or to play hard to get or to just not deal with it and just do our own thing. But it works in our favor if we kind of honor ourselves and break away from whatever's stressing us or whatever doesn't feel peaceful, it will come back into place. It will fall into place without having to do much work on that day. Amazing. And, That's and, interesting. Like they're opposites, but because of what they're in, it actually harmonizes. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like two professionals. Like if you're a professional carpenter, and I am a professional, I don't know, painter or something. We have different skill sets, right? They're not totally, they're not that different. And then we help each other. You have to paint a house, but you don't have the equipment. I have it. And I need to build something, but I don't have the equipment. So we're working together. So there's an, an element of needing to surrender and just walk away from stress. And it will sort itself out. And then we have December 22nd, Capricorn season. And this is winter solstice. And hmm. this is that real turning inward point when you're collecting the light. It's, it's such a spiritual day in the Northern Hemisphere. In the Western Hemisphere, it's the longest day of the year. But there's this relationship to light that we have. And light is consciousness. It's, it's information. It's awareness. But during Capricorn season, it's about internal light in the Northern Hemisphere. So how are you realizing your connection to time? your connection to what life means. Um, there's so many different symbolisms for Capricorn. Capricorn season is about scaling back. It's about using that sky, right, to, to top things down. But also when doing so, you can also collect things with that. You can bring things home. You can, it's about harvesting a new crop in some ways and just like stripping everything that doesn't, doesn't work any mm -hmm. longer. So there's death, definitely, of something in your life to have a rebirth, right? It's a key day to, to focus on really your intentions for the new year. 
and, yeah. and to turn inward and to celebrate your life and to think about how far you've come rather than how far you go, because we never know how much time we really have. I love that. Celebrate how far you've come versus worrying about where you have to go, which is a big deal going into the new year. Yeah, I think there's a lot of pressure on people, don't you? Especially in the world right now. It's like, where are we going? What's happening? There's a lot yeah. of angst and there has been really since COVID. But we're in this perfect time when Pluto is going to enter Aquarius in January. So we're preparing for all that. Just like we keep talking about how November is a precursor for December and October also was. But we're also preparing for the future. So to stay present in what's happening and to sort of work with the, the cosmos, the planets, the universe puts you in it and an advantage in many ways because it helps you to be present. Right. And to pay attention to these subtler patterns. Um, and then we have December 22nd also is a beautiful Kasimi day. And you know all about Kasimi's tall. <laughs> yep. Yeah. What, what is it? It's when the signs are in the same degree. The yep. planets are in the same. Totally. And in the same sign, right? So Mercury is um, in Capricorn, newly in Capricorn and is moving into um, into a Cassini with the sun. It's retrograde though. That's the difference. Oh. Mercury's retrograde in Capricorn, zero degrees. It comes into the heart of the sun, which is called a Cassini, and the sun protects Mercury. So there's this realization. There's such an epiphany. All of us will have that day, a personal epiphany about our lives huh. and about how we are spending our time and if our goals have been worthwhile. So there's this real spiritual, I, I, looking back at all of the Kasimis that have recently happened, we had the Kasimi with Mars on November 18th in Scorpio. I don't know about you, but it felt like kind of a, a wake up call around how I'm personally using my energy. Right. And I saw it with a lot of clients. There's this, it's, it's not like a, a fun kind of exciting wow there's this realization it's it's deep it's like oh this is kind of a this is a wake-up call that's how i see kasimi sometimes too it's a wake-up call about where you're really in this case investing your your thoughts too where are you investing all your time around what thoughts and then december 23rd mercury goes retrograde right she's still retrograde since december uh 12, 13, but now she's back in the sign of Sagittarius. So this mm. changes this changes gears a little bit. We go from thinking about time and structure and goals to thinking about what we believe in. And there's this desire again to just feel free, feel more free, feel more liberated. But there's mm. also extreme thinking with Mercury and Sag. Mercury doesn't particularly love to be in Sag because we can get really extreme and dogmatic about our beliefs and then vocalize them and Wish we didn't say that later when Mercury goes direct. So, <laughs> so be careful with your words on December twenty third, because Mercury will actually be the the this this kind of crises degree, the twenty ninth degree of Sag. So it's a day to really not say what you don't truly mean. Right. Don't be reactive. Um. And just a point about this Mercury retrograde, since we are concluding 2023 and moving into 2024, all of the retrogrades that happen in 2024 
will will be in a fire sign. So Sag gets two Mercury retrogrades and we have a Mercury retrograde in spring in Aries and one in Leo in August. So kind of looking ahead and knowing that with this Mercury retrograde, you can prepare. You can say, I know I'm going to be doing a lot of digging into the way I think about creative expression and the way that I take action in my life, all things related to fire, confidence even. We're kind of revisiting what confidence truly means. There's that. <laughs> then December December 24th, um, the sun makes a really nice aspect to Saturn. So we get that sun opposed or sun square Neptune on December 16th, the feeling of questioning perception of self. And then sun square, sun sextile Saturn on December 24th is like amazing. It's like grounded confidence, super grounded confidence. It's a day to put yourself forward. It's Christmas Eve in the, in <laughs> for those of us to celebrate, but it is a feeling of like security, which I guess would be good going into the holidays with family yeah. for some people. Um, and then December 24th is beautiful. Uh, Venus and Neptune come together in a very imaginative, empathic, indulgent place, which is again, perfect for the holidays. Um, it's a, it's a day to indulge. It's a day to a creative inspiration and empathy. Like, again, I can't think of a, a nicer way to spend it with family. Um, and then December 26th, we have the full moon in cancer, which is again, realizations around the family realizations around what, what emotional intelligence means around where our needs are met, where they aren't met, a realization, a culmination around that. The story um, is more clear. And then December 27th, we're again unpacking our minds because Mercury retrograde makes so many aspects during the last part of December. So again, it's, it's good that it's a holiday season. Um, but because not a lot's going to be happening, it's not a time to sign contracts. It's not a time to put things into forward motion. It's a time to get really clear and deconstruct what goals really mean to you, which I don't think we typically do in December, right? I think this January comes along and then we put all this pressure on the beginning of January to do that. So this year it's like, move it up a little bit. And yeah. you're given the and, and yeah, and again, Mercury will go direct on January 1st. So you'll have a lot of clarity moving into the new year. We will. We'll have lots of clarity. Um, but December 27th through the 29th, I would say, is the are they're the gnarliest days because it's okay. like back-to-back -back difficult aspects. Mercury makes a challenging aspect to Neptune. Then December 28th, Mars makes a challenging aspect to Neptune. And then December 29th, Venus makes a beautiful aspect Pluto, but it's intense. So the last stretch of the of the year really is about um, deep digging. So so then, then during that time, lay low. Lay low. So, you must have all this like holiday stuff, like try and lay low during those days. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Though December 27th also has a nice aspect of Mars and Mercury coming together, but it's just like these are fueled days of of discovering passion and um and realizing quite a bit and then on the december 30th jupiter goes direct in taurus thank god really 
thank God, <laughs> there is the planet of growth, like where we feel like our life is growing, where we have faith in the future. And I don't know about you, but I mean, how can we have faith in the future right now? It's like, it's so hard. It looks, yeah, it looks stark. So again, this goes back to the body. Look to your body for to reaffirm security right now. Every security comes from the body. So take care of your body so that you feel more hopeful about the future in many ways. But it's exciting to have Jupiter going direct because we get a little support in our personal lives where we feel more lucky. We actually feel like at least the Taurus part of our chart is growing and becoming fruitful and becoming more prosperous. So that's December, all of December. Well, that's nice. So yeah. I mean, I mean the like where it goes when Jupiter goes into Taurus. That's nice. It's almost yeah. like a little bit of relief from like all this kind of pressure cooker stuff leading up to it. Yeah, it's been. I think especially being in Sag season, right? And earlier I said last Sag season was much different, lighter. Yeah, and just we felt more fearless when Jupiter. Sagittarius is ruling planet or the, the planet synonymous with Sag is in a sign that is by nature frugal Taurus and by nature more conservative, more about the tangible, what's here, what's around us now um, and the quality of our lives. And then it's retrograde on top of it. Um, it feels like we, we just have loss of hope or loss of faith. And so know that moving into the new year, just before the new year, you have this boost of energy, of positivity, of abundance and exuberance and hope for the new year. And then on New Year's Day, Mercury goes direct. So it's a lot of like forward motion that's happening into the new year. So overall, you gave us amazing dates. So everyone, you guys, if you didn't put them into your calendar or write them down, go back and do that. Because to have those reminders is so helpful, especially in a month like this, because it feels like... Overall, it's a little bit more of a pressure cooker, but it's almost like we're at the, again, if it's a volcano, it's almost like you're at the the precipice of it, the tipping point. So even though it still feels you have slightly more clarity than you had before, you have more options to really work on all the stuff that's been bubbling up, but it is still a time to kind of do the work. There's different days here and there that you gave us, but it's still a lot of kind of figuring out what works, what doesn't work. And then leading into January, it's going to really help push you and get some more relief in a little bit of, but December is still a little hard. It sounds like. Yeah. I, I think this transition, looking at the big picture, right? The transition since COVID into these huge planetary shifts that we have these upcoming planetary shifts, which happens on January 21st with Pluto moving into Aquarius in 2025 with Neptune moving into Aries and Uranus moving into Gemini, I, I really think since about 2020 into 2026, we are in this really, this bridge time, this bridge period of our lives where we really are becoming, we're, we're living more authentic lives, I think. I think we're realizing that certain circumstances just won't work in our lives. The way we view things or believe that things should be a particular way, it's just really shifting. And, and it's, our whole world is changing. So I think December is a month of getting really grounded in what we want and getting really clear about what's important to us and reestablishing faith 
because faith <laughs> will get you very far, right? That's at least, yeah, at least through the message of of um, astrology and what Jupiter represents. Like Jupiter is the planet that helps us to cultivate faith. You can do that in your personal life if you investigate your natal Jupiter. It's like know your natal Jupiter, and that's how you can really cultivate strong faith. But I think December is a month of reawakening to self-belief, believing in ourselves, and letting go of this old love story. That's what I would say about December. How are you really letting go of your old relationship stories and relationship to money and what it means? So it is this this uh, period, I would say December, of if we think about the new year, welcoming the new year, it is a way of getting truly grounded in what's most important to you and continuing to surrender, continuing to let go of the way things used to be to welcome the way things can be, not should, but can. All right. It's a lot, but it's great. And I'm, <laughs> I'm so appreciative. No, because honestly, I say this all the time in my classes. It's like, it's just helpful. It's helpful when you understand the energy because then A, you're not as surprised and B, you can work with it. So you yeah. have the ability to actually use it to your benefit and ride the wave and kind of like really just take advantage of what's being given to you as an aid. But if yeah. you're not aware of it, then a lot of times we work against it. Yeah, because we think, why am I trying to push something forward before the new year comes? Because I have to get, a lot of people do that, right? I have to finish this thing before the new year, right? But that's what they're like, I have to push this agenda through before the new year, you know, or the, the quarter closes. And it's like, good luck, because it's not really going to be so easy. It is definitely a time of letting go and thinking about big picture stuff and knowing the end of the year is really a time of chill, not a time of pushing things forward. And then we have a huge shift once we get into January. But people sometimes will say too, like, is it a good or bad month? I don't, I think it's what you make it. You know, it's what you make of it. Show up, keep taking care of your body and keep observing that inner story around relationships and value. Amazing. Keep unpacking it. Yeah. Thank you, Rose. Thank you for your wisdom. Thank you for your insight. Thank you for all of this guidance, which I know is going to help a lot of us. So thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Paul. Happy, happy December. Uh, happy December. <laughs>